Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. I had to go straight into work, so I come in, have a nice shower. Feels weird down. to shower at work, though. It's kind of fun, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Mr. Ben Teller, is here in studio. Hold your applause. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Dan. I feel so bad every time I do it. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. (laughs) How long is? Oh, it's an hour. It's an hour on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So, so you say two prayers for a minute and a half? Yeah, it's much better better deal. Better deal. That's way better. Yeah, Yeah. I'm converting. Mm -hmm. Following my days at FS1, Lisa and I kept in touch. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Wait, and, what? Uh, what was that? <laughs> was that Lisa Ann? <laughs> so get ready. Jan 6 will be back with a fresh, exciting new pod that we've planned out extensively. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. But that NOS, that stuff. Woo. Yee-hoo! Yee-hoo! I sounded just like my brother Sean there. Am I, am I turning into my brother Sean? You know what they say, we all turn into our parents eventually. Maybe your brother Sean is actually your dad. Wait, I don't think it works that way. Maybe, you'd like Jack Nicholson, the actor, mm-hmm. he went his whole life thinking that... How did it work? That his grandmother was his mother when it that happens a lot because uh, people are raised. That was back in that was a different time back in the day. Well, we're we're bringing that time back in the O'Toole House. Hey, we're into 2020. It's the 20s. Barbara Walters, 2020. Did you see that on uh, New Year's Rock and Eve? Ryan Seacrest. They showed uh, clips of her saying that. Twenty. She she would say, twenty twenty. She what? I saw Ryan Seacrest for the like the last three minutes of the countdown. I mean, say what you will about the guy, but he, just filling from the one-minute mark to the ball dropping alone is very difficult and mm-hmm. making it sound sort of interesting. He's very good at it. The only thing I don't understand is, I get why he worked so hard as a young person. He wanted to do a million things. He wanted to be the next Dick Clark. Hey, Ryan, you've achieved it. Yep. Now you can, not, you can work less. You, can do, you don't have to do a radio show for three hours in the morning, and Kelly and Ryan and the countdown. It seems like a and lot. top forty. You've got the money. He just he produces those Kardashian shows. Like those shows alone would make him enough money to live on. So let that be a lesson to all of us. Let's work less in the twenties. That's a thing. Yeah. Some people they get the money and then they say, "I want more." Well, a lot of people do that. I think also. People don't know how to enjoy leisure time. You and I don't have a problem there. No. We like leisure and leisure, however you like to say it. So the current lottery is uh, it's like a big jackpot. What is it? It's like 70 million. It's like the biggest in Canada. And um, This is Lotto 649. No, that's Lotto Max. Okay. And uh, I used to gamble a lot. Now I don't really gamble. Right. So my gambling is uh, buy like a $10 lottery ticket. So I, and the general store is right down the street from me. Mm, the general store. Lottery time. Yeah, Lotto Max. Uh, I tell you, if I won it. Yeah, what, we, what, would, what would happen? You'd still come into work. You can't disappoint Oh, yeah, I've said that. Although my cutoff is, uh, I believe it was $7 million. $7 million, uh, seven million under that. keep you at home. Seven and above. Right. But I think now, in hindsight, I would still continue to come to work. I just have a safety net, so... 
and I've said this before, one little uh, tick off, I'm like, oh, my, oh, so you would last half a day because every day <laughs> many things make you upset. No, not really. I've I've given up. <laughs> uh, speaking of giving up, Dan, looks like Salino and Barnes have given up being law partners. Uh, this from the New York Post, personal injury lawyer okay, Salino so and just, Barnes. So they were back together. That's right. They were back together and apparently making record profits. Wow. But it says personal injury lawyers Salino and Barnes are finally going to split up and open their own separate law firms, according to new court papers. But the fate of their famous don't wait, call late jingle and easy to remember phone number 1-888-8888 is still up in the air. You want that number. Remember, uh, Stoff, remember when Salino and Barnes helped Dan when he was in a jam? True story. On the way to this podcast, I had a slip and fall on a mop floor in the Bell building. My arm is f- It hurts. After I was hurt on the job, the insurance company said they paid $35,000. Salino and Barnes made them pay over a million. What's your case really worth? The guy came out from his little mop station. He's like... Because I'm like, ah, He's like, what happened? I'm like, I just fell. After an accident, you might have pain everywhere. My shoulder locked behind me trying to trying to brace myself. So I got a knee and a shoulder issue. You could have a very long recovery ahead of you. What's the protocol? Do I let my, uh, de- my uh, department manager know that I fell? If you're injured in an accident, choosing the right law firm is crucial. I'm in pain. Don't wait. Call eight. No matter what kind of accident, head on, rear end, or T-bone. There was a blind corner. Salino and Barnes are ready to help 24-7. And with their no-fee promise, you don't pay unless they win. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I think you have a pretty nice case here. Salino and Barnes Injury Attorneys. 800-888-8888. Don't wait. Call eight. I can't even drink with that arm now. <laughs> that was amazing. I've totally forgotten about. Okay, that. if you played that on air right now on a on a TV station, people would be like, "Well, how much did he get?" Because it sounds like I have a yeah. open and shut case. Right, exactly. You needed to pursue that. You needed Salino and Barnes. Nothing came of it. <laughs> Salino and Bonds Injury Attorneys 800-888-888 That's how I am with most of my singing. I, I know the first few words and then I kind of... Ah, gosh, that is amazing. What a break it was. Um, coming back to work. Uh, it's, it's a refresher in 2020. Yeah. A real eye opener. Why? Because you're back at work. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're starting the 20s real nice. Because a lot of people pointed it on social media, not that they needed to, but. That stretch in between Christmas and New Year's, you don't know what the f- day it is, what time of year it is. You're in limbo. Yeah, you're in, you're in a state of nothingness. You're in la-la land. You're in purgatory. You're having chocolate for breakfast. You're having steak for soup. And I don't know if anyone's having steak for soup, but I understand what you're saying. Lots. Can I get a soup? <laughs> Sir, that's a steak. 
You put an entire porterhouse in a bowl and served it to me. Hold the turtle and make it pee. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do for New Year's? Oh, I just st- stayed and watched Ryan Seacrest. That's my life now, kids. Did you make family. it till midnight? I did, actually. Well past it. Wow. Well past it. How about you? How, what did you uh, get up to? Well, we had to work the next day, so uh, I. it hit midnight. I was yeah. out the door at the party. I was out at like 12.20. I did. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because they were all still celebrating. I'm like, oh, there's an exit, a different exit. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to go to the washroom. My classic move. Why did you uh, exit so quickly, though? I'm old. I needed my sleep. You needed to go na-na. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm responsible now. Well, that sounds like a pretty good there night, There was Papa Shot at the party I was at, though. We've all become obsessed with Papa Shot. There's one here in the TSN radio studios that I believe Carlo Koliakovo brought in stuff. That is correct, and productivity has dropped to new lows. And, and it's a is, real Papa Shot. It's a legit one, like the full size. We have a knockoff over by our offices, right in front of Gino Reddit's office. They literally one day <laughs> came in and put in a Papa Shot right in front of his office. Like, this is a man who's been here for half a century, probably deserves a little more respect than... I mean, like, it'd be like someone wheeling a pinball machine into our office and then playing it all day long. <laughs> but Guys, I, does this bother you? <laughs> Is this okay? I asked him, though. He said he, he doesn't mind it. He's like, hey, whatever. Guys are having fun. I think he likes... Good having, for morale. He likes having people around. But like everything, it's like, it's like any fad, right? It's like a fad. So I noticed that first, I mean, everyone was... Before, in the 2019s, everyone was crazy about that Papa Shot. Now, still popular, but I can see the enthusiasm waning a little bit. Mostly because it's a real physical workout. Yeah, you get a sweat on. Like, I find when I'm done that thing, I'm, like, in pain. You have to do, like, to get near the top of the leaderboard, you need to do an unorthodox, like, monkey throwing at a circus. I feel like, if anything, if I do too many more of those Papa shots, I'm going to be calling either Selena or Barnes. Papa shot attorneys, call 888-888-888-888. Salino and Bonds, injury attorneys, 800-888-888. My daughters uh, had a uh, skating practice uh, before I came here. They're not good skaters. Um, Wait, aren't they like... Yes. Okay. (laughs) They just have never... They took up skiing right away. Skating, whole different animal. Right, just not working for them. But before they go out there, as is custom in an arena, mm-hmm. the Zamboni was out there. Yes. How many Canadians have driven a Zamboni? And I'm thinking, people are always looking for fundraisers. Drive the Zamboni fundraiser. Boom. Maybe, could you do, hmm, but then you'd be flooding the ice too much, but I was going to no, say. No, but you aren't flooding it. You can just do a scrape. Just a quick scrape. Or you can do like Zamboni smash up derby with old Zamboni. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. People would pay to see that. But then if you couldn't get the Zamboni, uh, yeah, that could potentially be a nightmare. But I, yeah, I like, I agree with you. People, I feel like Zambonis are something that, yeah, people always dream of driving. Stoff, Stoff is, who's controlling the, I thought you have to mix Stoff the entire time. came right in here. He's got to hook up uh, the mic for, I guess. get this ready. See, I thought you were like Tiesto in there, like changing levels the entire time like I'm a fraud. like just like a I'm a fraud like says, a maestro I'm a fraud 
I uh, bought myself and my daughter skates over the holidays. My daughter's gone a couple of times. She's pretty good. I got to tell you, skates are Stuff, a lot. you smell great. What are you wearing, Stuff? He doesn't know what he's wearing. I've been wearing the same thing Axe body like spray. Calvin, Calvin Klein? Obsession? No, no. Eternity? Oh, pie. Pie? It's like, smells like pie? <laughs> <laughs> rhubarb. It's like the pie. The strawberry rhubarb. That's actually not the worst idea for a cologne. Have you noticed our urinals here at work? I don't know if we got uh, knockoff urinals. They seem to be on a different angle. I get splashback hard. Mm. And I'm not, I've peed my entire life. But I'm getting splashback on my pants like it looked like I just played in a fountain. Mm. Maybe you're going direct. You need to angle her down a bit, maybe? I've tried all the angles. So I actually saw an article about workplaces installing tilted toilets to discourage people from just sitting there. Oh, yeah, they need that here because a lot of dumps. Yeah. A lot of so... dumps. But I don't know why that would work with a urinal. Tilted toilets. So you can't so you, get you don't comfortable. get as comfortable. Oh. Interesting. Because they feel that people are just taking all their work day and just sh- the sh- or just sitting on the yeah, shit. Yeah, sitting there. Social yeah. media. Right. Yeah. We had a lot of guys used to they grab a newspaper, they grab a Toronto Sun sports section, they just put it under their arm and walk out of the newsroom. Like maybe make it a little less obvious. <laughs> You're going to take an enormous dump in the middle of your work day. Well, one of those YouTube channels that uh, my daughters watch, they play these dumb games. One of them is, like, these are grown adults working at a company that sells products. And they, like, play with the products, so you buy them, but they make these entertaining videos. One of them was hiding at work. So the guy who owns the company is trying to find the employee, and the guy was hiding in the massive stall in the bathroom. Hmm. And he had it, like Costanza, and he had it all set up because he put on a different pair of shoes each time the guy came in, and the guy would ask, "Hey, is anyone there?" And he had different people record their voice on a computer. Mm-hmm. He had in there saying "occupied" in different voices. That's actually really smart. You should try that. The thing is, though, for us, we literally could sit in a toilet for two hours. Why would you want to? You'd especially here at work. Just a high no though. ventilation. Yeah, that's true. They are very nice. More, well, yeah, I just hide in Gino's office. I wouldn't take a dump in there. No, there's no toilet in there. No, I wouldn't do that to Gino. No. But I would, I would hide in Gino's office. <laughs> I tell you, my kids keep telling us we have to do hide-and-go-seek at work. And this is a massive building. You could hide for weeks and never be found. But you're saying for a YouTube video. Yes. Not just to play hide-and-seek for our own entertainment. <laughs> That's what you mean, right? We could do that I, I think well. you need to explain that. Yeah, for videos. Like we talk about unboxing videos all the time. And, you know, like those hockey card segments we did on the TV show were so popular. People just love watching people open mm-hmm. How about us opening Big Macs? We did it on our first uh, show back. Now that McDonald's is our brand new sponsor. We haven't even talked about that. This is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just love McDonald's so much. Love it so much, Dan. We had it at our wedding. It was the midnight lunch. Producer Tim went out with Jamie Saul, head of brand partnerships here at TSN. They went to the McDonald's. I think it was Bloor and Jarvis. Unreal midnight snack. Oh, man. And they lined up all that McDonald's. People still talk about it to us. 
Yeah, because you know what people aren't talking about at the midnight snack? The sandwiches that the CWL made for your uh, midnight snack, the, the tuna sandwiches and ham. No one wants uh, those. Yeah. Just or, get McDonald's. Yeah, just get Mickey D's. I know the poutine station was the hot thing for a no, while. No, it's messy. It's, it's messy. fine. It's fine, but it's like, it's been done. You know what? It's, it's been done. The burgers? You're on your way out. Slip one in your pocket. They got a, they got a treat for the way home. Okay, well, I, I would just probably eat it there. Oh, I mean, I mean, I would never. <laughs> I don't know do if I'd that. put a burger. I'd in my never mouth. do that. Uh, so they asked for comments because uh, we knew Old ahead of time burger. that McDonald's was coming on board, and we thank them for uh, joining uh, Sports Center with Jan Dan. Yeah, very cool. We're, by the way, if you want the best toasted bagel on earth, go tomorrow. Get an everything bagel at McDonald's with cream cheese. It will change your life. It'll ch- it will change your life. It will change your life. It'll change Brian Hayes' life, too. It has changed my life. You know what it has? Crunch. That's what a toasted bagel should have. It has crunch. Anyway, uh, so we each had to submit a story of, like, uh, uh, McDonald's experiences in our life, and you mentioned the one from your wedding. Yep. And I mentioned the one how my family, we grew up on a farm, so we didn't have a lot of money. Um, So we'd go out for dinner maybe once every two months or once a month. And we'd go to McDonald's where we're like, oh, this is it. This is it. That was our go-to. McDonald's. <laughs> McChicken I'm combo. I'm glad I wasn't working at that McDonald's when you guys walked in there. <laughs> it must have just been terrifying. Oh, yeah. There was fingers being bitten, everything. Like, were you guys getting in fights over fries and stuff? Probably. Strangling each other over that last nugget. <laughs> over that last McNugget. I will say, though, like, I genuinely, genuinely love McDonald's, and I'm excited that they are sponsoring our, pro- our program now. That's right. Our first live guest will be Ronald McDonald. So Does he have, talk, though? I don't think so. Well, he did originally. Now, we've been talking about this a lot since we found out about this new sponsorship. We haven't seen the McDonald Land characters for a long, long time in That's commercials. Right. In fact... Many young people listening to this are probably like, who are the McDonaldland characters? Well, I'll tell you who they were. There was a series of many different McDonald's characters that were in all the commercials. Mc- Ronald McDonald. Grimace. I'm going to pull them all up here. Birdie the Early Bird. Right? Um, who could forget the Hamburglar? Right? Mayor Mc- McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Thank you, Stuff. They were all there. They were fun, and uh, I'd love—I'd actually like to get like the head of McDonald's Canada on to talk about it. And subsequently, now hear me out, guys. Hear me out on this one. If they're like, you know what, guys, love your interest in the McDonald Land characters. We're just not doing it anymore. But you know, somewhere in a McDonald's warehouse in this country exists a few old. McDonaldland character costumes. And I want to see if the good people at McDonald's Canada would allow us to take those costumes and have those characters be reborn on SportsCenter. They G&D. just were looking for the, the right platform. Right? Yes. So we do a thing called the Wheel of Destiny when we have guests in studio and they spin a wheel and they do something interesting at the end of the interview. Grimace could spin the wheel. Or if, at the end of the show, Are You Blew It segment where we point out all our errors. Mayor McCheese could bring us the You Blew It list. You ready show. for all the characters? So you got Ronald McDonald. You got him. Officer Big Mac. I've never heard of him. Yeah, I just saw a picture of him online because I Googled it. Yep. We've also got Captain Crook. I feel like those are... 
That's sort of no, he's there. Like he's there. I remember him. Uh, we got Grimace. Oh man, Grimace was. He originally best. sported four arms. Oh. And designed to be an adversary of Ronald McDonald. Oh really? Grimace's initial manifestation was quite different from the sweet, child-friendly dullard he grew to love. Well, I don't know if I'd call him a dullard. <laughs> I thought he was quite interesting. The Hamburglar. Mm-hmm. Initially called the Lone Jogger. The, okay. Okay. Uh, we also got The Professor, originally known as The Mad Professor. In early appearances, the character rarely spoke and functioned as a second-tier background personality. Okay. Uh, Mayor McCheese. Yeah, Mayor McCheese was a... Had a he was, a pre, he was very prominent. He, he functioned as the unequivocally incompetent head of McDonaldland's government. <laughs> See, maybe th- well, this is maybe why they didn't want to continue with the characters. I didn't realize there were all these backstories. <laughs> maybe they should bring it all back and do a reality show with the characters. Yeah. There you go. Right? Like, here's an idea. We do a reality show, all the original McDonald Line characters, and then we bring in some new ones, right? And then they all battle to see who will be... Maybe we end up with five characters. Yeah, because you need a bagel. They don't have a bagel, so Billy the Bagel. You say bagel? Bagel? Bagel. Isn't it bagel? Bagel. Bagel? Boggle. Bagel. Bagel. I don't know. But I like the idea. What what else could they use? A shamrock shake, maybe? You need a McFlurry character. Yeah, you gotta have a McFlurry. Yeah, because there's all Marty this Marty McFlurry. Stuff. Maybe there's a poutine guy. He's just a mess of poutine. And you need a big glass of coffee. Well, you don't have a glass of coffee. You have a cup. Hey, give me a glass of coffee. Give me a tall, cool glass of coffee. Well, I guess if you're having an iced coffee, maybe. (laughs) What about a hash brown? Hash brown? Yeah, just one hash brown. Harry the hash. Harry hash, Peter (laughs) Poutine. I think we should bring the lone jogger back as well. Larry McFlurry. And uh, what else is new? Who's a quarter pounder guy? Just the guy who weighs about 250 pounds. Someone told me, because we mentioned our love for Big Macs on that first show. Someone told me to get a, is it a uh, quarter pounder with Big Mac sauce? That's like secret menu. The other day, a friend of mine. That's we, the good stuff. He got McDonald's and he got a quarter pounder BLT. So you get the bacon on there and the lettuce and the tomato. Here's the problem. If you're ordering these secret items, don't slow that drive-thru down for us, because it's already rocking. Stoff, can you pull up the McDLT commercial with Jason Alexander? I've been obsessed with this for years. The McDLT, which was the McDonald's lettuce and tomato hamburger, where you had the hot burger on one side of the package and the cold lettuce and tomato on the other side. And at the last second, you brought them together for a delicious experience rather than have the cold stuff get soggy or whatever, heated up. And the person who introduced it to the world was a young pre-Seinfeld, Jason Alexander. Hey, you say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot. 
stays hot. The new big DLT. Hot, hot. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. And the cool stays cool. The new big DLT. Cool, crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together, you can't resist. The hottest taste. The coolest dish. Keep the hot, hot. Keep the cool, cool. Big DLT. Big DLT. Hot, beefy McD. Cool, crisp LT. McD. LT. It's a good time. Hot beefy McD for the great taste. Cool crisp LT of McDonald's. Could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. New McD LT. That was a 60 second commercial. That's a long commercial they did back then. James Duffy knows all about it. He's our guest today. He's always doing cool commercials and stuff. And he's here. He's here to join. Oh, I got a big hug. Hug. I got a nice hug. It was really nice because he's in. He's in the second intermission of this uh, Leafs-Oilers game that's going on right now, and he's popping over here. Are, are they freaking out that you left? <laughs> no, they don't care at all. <laughs> like, not, not what's... I don't even think they... As soon as we get to second uh, commercial, they don't care about me at all anymore. How are you, gentlemen? Nice to see you. Great to see you, too. Yeah, you look on? good. You look good. Thank you. I have a lot of makeup on right now. Did are you, you um, sick of catering food? Because you've been uh, you've been living yeah. in these studios for the last little while. You know, here's the deal. Not a nine Maybe nine the nine. surprise of the World Juniors is that it was the Niner Diner catered the entire thing. I heard. We, we used heard. to have outside catering companies. AKA Swiss Chalet. Not Go good. On. And the Niner Diner, very fresh, warm food. Uh, it was the shocker of the tournament. I was okay, happy was every day. Yeah. Okay. Chicken 19 different ways, baby. Right. <laughs> Listen, they're doing their best they did. in there. I was impressed. They're like, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever, maybe one, I've been here, what, 20 years? I think maybe I've had dinner from there once uh, until this tournament. Here's the thing we noticed with before. catering, because it's always left around in our studio. That's, it's always great when you get, like, four days later and you come have, in and it's still there. Have the... People that run catering ever eaten food because they'll give a big bowl <laughs> of salad and then a lifetime supply of the dressing An to go with it. An equally big size bowl of dressing <laughs> they, with a ladle. Such, like I want to show them. I'm like, guys, this is left over every day unless they just keep putting the same one out. I don't think Probably. so. They just give the little packet, right? Yes. The little packet like you get from Swiss Chef. I don't get it. We hey. don't know what that is. We only know McDonald's. Do you, oh, yes. Uh, it's a big, uh, very congratulations. You. Uh, yeah, very exciting. So, What's your favorite McDonald's item? Yeah, what do you like? That's McDonald's. all we talk about now. McDonald's items. Uh, I look. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, when I used to play, uh, I used to play a co-ed softball league when I lived in Ottawa, and every time at, I would always be hungover because we'd always play on Sunday mornings, and I'd go after to the big McDonald's and I'd get a quarter pounder with cheese, nine McNuggets, and a large Coke. Yes, okay, yeah. okay, and that's, that's what nice. I would have. That was my Sunday morning hungover. Meal and my daughter, I always take her for the McFlurries. Now, nice. Go through the old does she Aurora dip, drive-through. Does she dip French fries in the ice cream? Because that's that is weird. a thing. No, that's, that's sick. just that's, that's just, just that's that's a doesn't thing. make any that's sense. That's sick. That's not a that's, thing. That's just like disturbing. The thing in Orono, maybe. Okay, well, I don't do it, and I also don't get chicken and waffles. Mm. I don't get okay, that. No, so that's delicious. The only time I did that when the Super Bowl was in somewhere where they have Houston? that. Arizona or Houston or somewhere, and somebody said, you got to go out for chicken and waffles. So I went out to one of these chicken and waffles places, and it was quite tasty, but I don't know how everybody's not dead. Yeah, you go into yeah. a coma after. Right. Like, it's like your body nice, shuts But those down. places, tons of them, and they're, they're special coma. They're jammed. Yeah, no, it's great. It's yeah. something that you, it shouldn't work on paper, but it just does. But how could you do it? Like, you or one of us going there on a trip one night is something, but if this is your Thursday, Saturday routine. Every day. You should Monday be dead. to Friday. 
right? every single day. But some things work don't seem like they should work on paper, and they just do. Just like the McDonald's lettuce and tomato sandwich, the McDLT. Do you remember this, James <laughs> Duffy? Hey, you say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? This voice? Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and Jason crisp Alexander. all at the same time? Yeah! Yes. Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot <laughs> Come on. Side. Yes, Jason Alexander. Jason. Yes. Before Costanza? Yes. It was, yes. And do they show his face in the oh, ad? Yeah. He's yeah. a triple threat. He's, he's like a singing. He's a singing Broadway dancing. guy. Before he was the pretty woman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he was a real. Yeah. He was. was the was he the pretty woman before he was Costanza? I believe so. Yeah, he was a so. jerk. He really was. Remember, he was a jerk. He was trying to get get some of uh, Julia Roberts. That's right. After he knew that Julia Roberts was with Richard, Richard Gere's girl. By the way, I played some trivia game with my uh, in laws over the week over the uh, holidays. And one of the questions was, Richard Gere has a feminine middle name. Joan. It's like crazy. Hold on. Gonna, oh, hold on. Hold okay, on. So Let guess. us guess. Yeah, guess. He gave us a letter? T. Richard. Tina. Tanya. Tiffany. Shut up. His name is Richard Tiffany Gere. For what reason? Is he, I'm he must not be sure. named after a grandmother I'm not sure. We'll have to look it up. But... Hey. Uh, Odd. That was odd. A I mean, we're at an age when whatever you know, yeah. anything, anything you want to do is great. Well, maybe he was mar- uh, named after a grandmother or something, or Tiffany the singer. That's possible. We yeah, yeah, she was always in malls. And that, and that video is in the mall, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Massive. Oh, there you go. It's actually it's his mother's maiden right. name. Right, and you know what? She died during childbirth. Way to go, Jay. Yeah. Nice story. I ruined it. Hey, speaking of a mall, and I want to know if you're on this or know what it is. TikTok. Yes, I know the TikTok. I'm aware of the TikTok. Tell us your TikTok story from over the holidays, Andre. So I uh, went to the Eaton Center Mall downtown with my daughter, and we uh, were, were walking around. And then all of a sudden, there was maybe literally hundreds of screaming teenage girls with their phones chasing after somebody. And, you know, and my daughter's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And so I went up to a group of the girls, and I said, who's here? Like, is it Shawn Mendes or, or Justin Bieber? And the girl's like... It's some TikTok star. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. So Seems TikTok, like somebody's really excited TikTok's about TikTok's like it. almost like the new Vine. Stop. Did I? Did we talk about this on Rubber Boots Pods? You today? have to yell at the guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have a microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you seem so far away. I don't, I don't believe. Uh, Where were we talking about the TikTok? Or you weren't even paying attention yeah, today? I but I, I, same thing. So my that's wow, all my daughters. Did, all my daughters did over the holidays was do these little TikTok dances. Yeah. And then they showed yes, me you this, this. They showed me this girl who. Uh, that's what she does. She does. You know, she's a good dancer, right? And. And she started doing TikTok dances, and now she's such a gazillionaire. She has like other hired people come into her living room. Like she's got nine dancers behind her yeah. doing the little twenty-second TikTok dance. Wow! Because she's a TikTok. Star. Maybe she was there. Maybe she was the one at Eden Center. And, and I mentioned at work the other day, not on the TV show, how I watched this family. Have you heard of the Dobre brothers? No. These are YouTube stars. They had a fourth Lambo delivered to one of the brothers. All the brothers have Lamborghinis paid for by being on YouTube. I know. I know. It's, it's insane. We're, we're all dinosaurs. Yes. Because yeah. we're amazed by this. We're like, <laughs> listen to these young boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, maybe you. <laughs> I'm not saying those things. Uh, old man toolsy. <laughs> but our, our business is good, right? We're hey, safe. Hey, James, I have a question. Um, yeah. How did things go with stuff uh, down in the Turks and Kingdoms? Yes, come on, give us some dirt. You guys, uh, I didn't realize our two that you... wives got in a cat fight. Well, this is the thi- this is the thing. I didn't realize that there that the wives came along. Yeah, it was so like was one of those. Tension? It was like one of those YouTube videos you see where they start beating each other over the heads with purses outside a bar. Right. What right. happened? We should have yeah. put what it happened? on TikTok. <laughs> no, that's it's funny. I said that to Stoff today. Somebody wrote us on. Uh, on our Twitter feed and said, yeah, Stoff was on the Jay and Dan pod, <laughs> really alluding to some tension between the gals. And I'm going, well, I think they got along great. What, happened? what the hell happened down there? But it was a little boozy at times. So, uh, oh, boy. No, they, it, was, it was very fun, actually. Uh, what did you guys do all day? Did y'all hang out together? Uh, we did stuff, you know. We went and got in a car and went to this uh, secluded beach where you can kind of walk out for a mile and it never gets up to your penis and uh we did that we went out to lunch we'd go walk the grace bay beach what else did sure. we do stuff we went on a boat trip we went to iguana yep. island uh we we <gasps> taped a uh, a promo for our upcoming show murder island produced by puffy our pr- producer you guys mm-hmm. don't know about that you don't listen to our pod we just did you know summer stuff we sat in the pool we drank beers is it going to nice. be uh is, annual yeah, is this trip? an annual no, thing that'll never no, they'll never take <laughs> <them again. laughs> How did you convince them to let you do this? Uh, so the owner of the Waimara, uh, which you keep calling the Gansevoort, I'm told, <laughs> which it was its name. It changed a year ago, oh, so okay. you were right. Okay, I could get you guys down there. So he's a, an Ottawa boy, and I was in Turks years ago at another spot, and he emailed me and said, hey, I own this place down the beach called the Waimara. Come, I'll buy you dinner. And I got to know him, and I really love this place. It's an unbelievable resort. And uh, so I started going there. He'd give me a little, you know, TSN discount. Yeah. And uh, then he started off. Then he started sponsoring the pod. Love it. And uh, the sponsorship of the pod was basically about this one trip. <laughs> so he said, look, you sponsor the pod. Just have us down there one time. That's the entire sponsorship. Wow. That's, that's all we want. That's great. And uh, I mean, these villas are ridiculous, right? Like uh, the last Were you guys time, all in the same villa? Yeah, it's a, but it's it's a four bedroom. Like it's right. 5K a night or something. It's but crazy. I still feel like I'd be a bit uncomfortable with. No, you each have your own room with your own uh, ensuite. But I want to walk around it's the no whole different place than being naked. in a hotel. Are you and Dan in the next uh Oh, I see what you mean. I want to go Puffy down to like, the kitchen naked. <laughs> uh, well, you like with your all the way naked? Yeah. If I'm, I don't want to see you guys. Well, if you're in a hotel, though, you're, you're in a room and Jay could be right next to you in the next room. The, this is like a hotel with Yes, and that's why we space. get adjoining rooms. <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened there? Um, anyway, so no, it was it was fine. I don't think it, I didn't see any of the women in any half dress before. Everyone respected their own privacy. Okay. And then I thought you guys were having me on to talk about the World Juniors. Oh right, so uh, yeah, let's talk about that. No, you don't have to. Well, let's I talk just about I was just curious because I do have to leave at a certain point. How much time's left in that period? Thirteen uh, minutes. Ah, I got nothing. You're fine. So, um, World Juniors. Let's talk about it. I felt like this year. Do you wish, this is a weird question, I know you travel so much and maybe you don't want to travel, but when you're, when you're covering the tournament, do you kind of wish, well, we should be there. Like, yeah. we should be, yeah? Yeah, I, I would 100% want to be there. The funny thing is, is that most people 
think we're there. Right. <laughs> and I'm not just talking the average viewer, which I understand that, right? They're not studying our sets like we do. But I get texts from like good buddies all the time, like after the gold medal game saying, hey, when's your flight home from Checo? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, the, the set is exactly the same as the NHL set well, and the CFL set. Tra- we just changed the graphics a little bit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I thought you just took it all over there with you. Yeah. See, <laughs> okay. that's, and I think people don't know what, right. what's involved. I wish I, wish I was there. Um, but this one was really fun. Uh, you I, know why I, it was fun? Because... Yeah. Another country cared, and people showed up to games. But but other countries do care. Now, I know there's been t- tournaments in Europe where the f- stands have been empty for some yeah. of the games, and this one was great in Czech. It was amazing. But two things. Uh, the ratings for the World Juniors in Sweden, Finland, Czecho, Russia, all really big, although they played the... Did you hear about the story in Russia? I did. They yes. Amazing story. It's an, I, I won't tell no, it all. No, you should. You okay. should. Cause so the, really quickly, basically, uh, the Russian the Russian has two TV stations, a sports station and their their real station, which I guess would be the equivalent of like CBC if it was run by, yeah, that's a, right, by a, a dictator. State run. That's state right. Run. And, uh, it's basically just like the CBC. So all the games are on the TSN station, and then uh, Putin and company decide to put the last game on the big station. And nobody knows in Russia, so the sports station says, "Okay, we're we're going to put on the 2011 game when the Russians came back from three nothing to win five three, mm-hmm. and half of Russia thought that was the actual game, and, and so all of Russia won. was celebrating and thought they'd beaten the evil Canadians. And there were uh, like social media posts right. and headlines right. and things, and like with sympathy for the right. Canadians. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know what the heck I was saying, but um, I love it in Europe. And it's it's a big deal in Europe and yeah. all of those nations. And but that was and I don't even think Canada should learn from that. Uh, it was in North America way too much those four years in Correct. a row. I agree. And that I think this almost revived the World Juniors wasn't dead, but I think this was a, a real revival of it. And I think it yeah. should be in Canada one year, then in Europe for two years, then back in Canada, and then every time it'll be special. And I think we have to get back into the smaller rinks. Go to Halifax, like a rink with ten thousand screaming fans. Oh yeah. For some reason, it's almost better than the. Big Big twenty thousand. Well, I like what they're doing next year with Red Deer. You know, have a bunch of games in Red Deer. Have the final or the semifinals and final mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Whatever they're doing, that's great. Have you yeah. talked to any fans that don't have kids on the team that go to these junior tournaments overseas? Yeah, uh, because it must kind of feel like the Olympics. Like you must have a, a Canada house kind of where all the Canadian fans go and they meet up mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's actually Bob and I were talking about this when I get fired. Or if I, I can never afford to retire, but uh, I want to go to one of those as a fan. Because you never, you know, I've never gotten that to do that. That and the Spangler. The Spangler's supposed to be amazing. Spangler's too. just a pure party, I think. But the World Juniors, you know, to get into every game and to, to wear the can of the jersey and be nervous, I can never cheer, right? you got to be a broadcaster. Can and- you move your mic wire? It's, uh, it's going to fall off. There you go. It was tied up in your watch. It was annoying me. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so I mean, what? No. You... <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, that's it's what annoying. I want to do. So why don't we all, when we all. Yes. Right. I love this idea. When yeah. we all get fired. Yeah. When your guys' contract's up, well, you'll be done then. And yep. then you wait 10 more years for me, and then we'll all go together. And we'll need to that. go to an Olympics together, because we <laughs> love going to the Olympics because I, of I that, uh, that, uh, your country's in another country and you're all like a yeah, little it's, community. It's the coolest. All my friends who have gone to World Juniors uh, like that have just loved it and said it's their best experience. And a lot of people just do it every year. They just follow it whatever, wherever it is. Now, next year when it is in Edmonton, I know you have to run, but very quickly, when I'm, it's I'm in Edmonton, do you, 
are you will you guys be there yeah then? we always go yeah. in north america right. that's basically the rule and like i said i'm pressing bob really hard yeah so, so uh and and the bosses so send us over there yeah magical, O-Dog? Right? i mean o-dog wants to spend his whole holidays <laughs> well i i want to know if o-dog goes does he he's gonna have to start doing the other games like o-dog only does the canadian games and you should have heard him when canada wasn't doing well it's like hey i i don't do the bronze you know <laughs> canada's in the bronze i ain't doing no bronze <laughs> oh dog yeah so, so we'll be doing a triple header or something and O will just show up for the canada game and then scroll but that's kind of like his three hours of radio he only shows up for an hour of that yeah. in a figurative <laughs> sense so in the last when the two weeks is up mm-hmm. out of you bob and o-dog mm-hmm. Who's the, the surliest of the bunch? Who's getting the squirreliest uh, by the end of it? I don't think this, honestly, this one was so much fun uh, because there were so many storylines. And look, it, we're, we're neutral broadcasters when we do the game. Maybe not O. Uh, he can't be that way. And I think that's why everybody loves him. But Bob and I are as neutral as possible. We both thought that should have been a penalty with the, when the puck hit Hilarious. the TSA yes. camera. Um, Hilarious. But, you know, you're still you're still charged up for the game when you have a situation like that. And so I, I, I didn't feel like anybody was growly. It's when they lose that you're, you got, I remember, Oh, when they lost to Finland in the quarters in Vancouver and he's like, why the hell did I just waste 11 days of my life? <laughs> <laughs> so. Did they ever, did the double IHF ever come out with a statement or explanation about the camera and say, uh, we effed up? I, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> I, I think it was an interpretation of the rule that said that, that Bob, if, if the puck yeah. hit the something above the ice, quote unquote, that you that it was a dead puck and they somehow okay. ruled that was the way. But TSN intentionally puts his cameras behind that spot. So I just think it was, uh, it, you know, it was, it's funny. They didn't win because of that. I mean, Barrett Hayton shouldn't have got the first penalty anyway. But I will say this. If it was flipped... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We said that last week. We'd be freaking out. Well, we would be... This building would be torched. (laughs) Because people would say that TSN cost Canada the gold medal. And I'm not even exaggerating. No, no. Like, people would lose their heads. It's like uh, Dave Hodge said. uh, Everyone's always making fun of TSN, you know, for making this World Junior Tournament into something that they think is, you know, more than it actually is. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, because of our cameras, we win the actual (laughs) tournament. So that's fine. I had one last comment about the the gold medal game. Right. And maybe I was overthinking it. I don't know. I do a lot of driving. (laughs) Well, you were upset about a mic wire a second ago. (laughs) Ah, Little things annoy me. I just didn't want it to fall off your jacket. So I was driving, and I was thinking... How much time's left there? Uh, nine minutes. Nine, so I can't see minutes. anymore, eh? Oh yeah, Look at, I can't, I can't, we're all blind. That clock, I can't see. I can't see distance at all. Did you fading get laser eye? I want to get the laser. Oh, eye. I got no, it, get, and uh, it's already fading. Get reading glasses. What? Did you do the one eye, one eye distance, and one eye reading? No, I'm that's, not a cyclops. No, so people tell you that's what you should do because really? I can read fine. And they said, "Well, you got to get the surgery that only fixes one eye." For you the, know what I get for the distance. The, I've never heard the this. surgery the doctor doing it recommends, not something someone says <laughs> well, to me. Well, apparently, if I, I, if I go fi- with what people say on if the street, if I fix my distance, then I'm going to lose. I won't be able to read clearly. Right. If the I understand that, but that seems strange to me. Anyway. Well, I like the idea okay. of you wearing glasses, though. Optician I like, talk. I like the idea of you having some cool, like... I don't think I'd look good in any Like of some things. Buddy Holly style frames? I don't know. My face just doesn't look good in a hat, doesn't look good in glasses. I like no, the idea you need of you wearing a fedora and glasses <laughs> in the next room, too. <laughs> 
I bought one of those cute little hats. Uh, you know the hats that little like the from uh, like a clown wears <laughs> a cute little hat. <laughs> you know the hats. I can't remember the name of the hats. Like they'd wear in Peaky Blinders. You know the little tiny. What are those? James hats? Duffy's cute little hat. I bought one of those once, and my wife's like, "Never wear that again." Yeah, you can't wear your that. Long Stop face, can your wear long face, your long head. You can't wear. Do you wear like baseball caps? Yeah, I will. Be, baseball caps is the only thing I can look redeemingly okay in. How about a cowboy hat? A uh, gray cup? <laughs> Did you wear one of the gray cups? Yeah, I had a cowboy hat and an inflatable horse on stage. That was a debacle. Yeah, I saw that. What were you hosting the awards? Well, the, here's the deal. Like, boy, it was great. I did a bit, all right? A bit. It had like a cold open about a bit of how I'd requested the horse, the Calgary horse, pick six that does the touchdowns, and they wouldn't get me the horse, so I was berating the stagehand. Right. And then I come out with this inflatable horse on, right? But the problem was they, all the people were still outside at the cocktail party. Yes. So they all came in late, and I'm just standing on the stage in this inflatable horse. <laughs> and nobody, with no context. So it just looked, it was just, and I couldn't get out of the costume, so I had to do it for the entire, like, 15-minute monologue or whatever. And it's an impossible room to begin with, because no, no one's paying attention. You can't win. Zero. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of us televising that again. <laughs> CFL Awards? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we don't. Why don't we? We I are mean, such a we CFL own, network. We, we're so into the CFL. Let's throw it up there. Yeah. Yeah. We got Hots, five feet. Jeremy Hotz hosted one year, and we were in stitches watching the backhaul feed at work. And He was not invited back. <laughs> <laughs> but we were dying. I remember it was one of our last times in the newsroom before we left for L.A., and we were dying laughing. He was great. I think I've done three straight years, and they probably won't have me back because I try to do, you know, I only have a limited number of CFL jokes I can use. Do you? <laughs> I think I've run the did gamut. you host with Natasha? I did. Okay, nice. I hosted in my hometown, Ottawa, and then last year I hosted with Natasha, and then I uh, hosted this one with the inflatable horse suit, and that's probably the And then the end this year, Regina. Oh, that would be a good one. You guys should probably uh, host that one. I would yes, love we to should. be there. And I would love you. to be there with you. Yeah. I'd love to just be your assistant there, like uh, like Puffy. Like, he doesn't do anything, yeah. so I could do that. Takes care of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll do that for you. Yeah. He's your handler? He's my handler. Hmm. He's clo- He's the worst handler ever, because he's... <laughs> he's Puffy, where are you? Oh, he's gone. He's off to another <laughs> bar. out of there. Thanks for taking care of me. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Um, I still have to ask my question. What is it? So I was sitting driving, and I'm like, (laughs) Canada's last gold was what, 2011? Uh, 15, McDavid. 2015. Oh, no. And then they won with Steebergen two years later. Okay. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) They've won two of the last three years, 17, I think. They've won three of the last six. Right. And I was thinking, after the year that hockey had with all these coaches firing, and Tom Rennie had to come out and talk about the code of conduct, they must have been... Just thinking as a collective, saying, man, we needed this. Like, kind of almost to get the good feeling back in No, hockey. I think you're right. And, uh, I mean, it shouldn't be that way. And it doesn't, doesn't hide all the, the, those problems that have of course, happened. Yes. But you're right. It was, we needed a feel-good kind of hockey story. And I, I think this is my favorite tournament ever, really. I, I, we were talking about best... I mean, the Eberly moment is probably better in itself. But when you consider the, the storylines here and losing to Russia that way and mm-hmm. the whole Barrett Hayton thing and people's ridiculous overreactions to that, strip the sea and st- send him home, and the way he came back from that injury, I, I just, to me... The entirety of the tournament, I think, was the most entertaining one that I've covered. I couldn't agree more. And the other thing I loved, you mentioned like other countries caring and and the fact that the, and the Russian players, they're so intense during the game. Then they lose, they're crying, they're so upset. Then they get their silver medals. Then they walk over and shake all the Canadians' yeah, hands. Nice. And it was like, like I couldn't remember. 
did it used to be a handshake line? I don't remember I them so. getting getting the medals and then going over to shaking the hands of the other team. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I know that's probably started a few years ago. I think maybe there was a normal handshake before, but I, I, it's you're right. It was it's a great. fabulous scene, and I'm yeah. always heartbroken for whoever loses. I know, horrible, exactly. right? The whole exactly. game, you're yelling, "Screw those Russians! <laughs> Come on!" And then it ends. You're like, "Those damn Russians! They, I love them." And you're just like, because they they give a. You know they yeah. really want to win, and uh, well, this is it's fun. You know, I see. This, I won't get hokey, and I know I got to go. But uh, this, like, for these kids now, and and I mean what I say about being big around the world, you you really do. I think particularly in Canada, you grow up with two dreams now, right? When you start playing hockey at seven, eight years old, or whatever, you want to win the Stanley Cup, definitely. That's still number one. But you want to play for Canada in the World Juniors and win gold. That those are the two dreams you have as hockey players now, and I. Uh, and I, I think you saw the reaction of those Canadian kids. Like that was also the look at the celebrations. Always crazy when you win gold. That team went nuts. Like they oh, yeah. were jumping up and down there. They were six. Well, years it's old. like you said. People were doubting them. You know that six nothing loss. It was like they were. You know all of a sudden there's all this doubt, and they hear it, they see it online, and they see all that stuff. Um, but the other thing about the World Juniors I love. This country is hard to unite from a sports perspective. Um, just look at the game that we have on TSN right now. The you game couldn't finally have, scored against the Leafs. You can't. You couldn't have two polar opposite fan bases who can't stand all the Leaf coverage we do and the Oiler coverage we don't do. And mm-hmm. in Saskatchewan, they just want Ryder coverage, right? Like that's every, all through the country. Everyone wants different things, but the World Juniors is the one thing where everyone's in on it, yeah. right? And, and it's different than the Olympics because it's a team sport, and it's everyone's in on it. And they're from small towns, and I love Gord, you know, when they get the medals, Gord mentioning each town, even yes, the coaches, you know, even where the coaches he are from, the trainers. He did, did he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Jerk. thought he might have done that. I yeah. figured he was reading off a piece You probably of have to run. Um, but uh, <laughs> seeing Dale Hunter, his reaction, like, yeah. that guy's seen and done everything in hockey. He was... Uh, yeah, he's so oh. icy. You think he has no emotions, and he's just going to shake hands, and he's... Ball and it's out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's and, the coolest. And, you and he's still wearing the same suit that he's been wearing <laughs> same for tie. decades. Same tie <laughs> the entire tournament. Never changed the tie. The guy came overseas with one tie. He's the best. And you mentioned Canadian kids' dreams growing up. Ours was to work with you. That's actually true. That is definitely not that true. That is 100% true. I'm like, who's that guy on VTV and here you, in Vancouver? And you get better VTV? looking with age. It's unbelievable. Oh, uh, it's not You're really. You're like a, the Pierce just, Brosnan. I just finally have my Brosnan. hair together now. Was it I, VTV you started? Yeah, VTV. Okay. Where were you? Were you, in, you weren't in van when I was there for VTV. I think I was doing airborne traffic reporting. You were yeah. at Sports Page, right, Toolsy? <laughs> Dave Randorf. Every, used to every time I see Randorf, he says that. Are you, were you on Sports Page? <laughs> I got to ask you a really legit question. <laughs> no, you know when uh, uh, Mark Millier made me call you to try and get you to come to TSN because you, you were hesitant Blake in Price, Vancouver? Yes. Right. Did I influence you at all? And you can tell me no. No, you did. You and Blake both did. Now you do, guys each said like, I know it's great living there and all that. Yeah, probably paying you garbage uh, to start, but uh, it'll get better. She <laughs> said. Well, I didn't want to come on like the rah rah guy. Like you got to come here. I wanted to paint the picture for you, the complete picture. Because I, the worst thing would be if I told you to come here and then you hated it. No. Right. Uh, it was a good call because you did um, spend the first four months watching the Weather Network app, but of, also. Uh, of a picture of Vancouver. Does that say one fifty three? No, five. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the right. I'm glad I listened to you because four months, four months after I decided to come to Toronto, everyone from my station laid off. 
Yeah, there you go. So everyone but the morning team. You made the right move. Yes, because I would have been unemployed. if My I moment when I was in Ottawa, everybody knew I wanted to do sports. I was a news reporter covering fires and stuff. And, and the boss, who I won't name, wasn't Max Keeping, but the executive producer, said, let's have a meeting. And took me outside and he said, sports is a dead-end street. Wow. You need to stay, you need to stay in news. Sports is going nowhere. First off, did, wow. Did, wow, that's <laughs> awfully blunt. Did you ask him, why are we going outside? I think he wanted a smoke. And so he, just, <laughs> he took me outside and had a smoke. It was That'd like be like a, producer Tim. Good old days in news TV. Okay, do you, I see you get Nancy. You have to go? Well, no, I just got to do the live hit at the end of the game. But uh, as, long as, track, as, as long as it doesn't six say four. one thir- one thirty two, you're it's at currently the six four. That's really it's good that we don't use the teleprompter because I could not read it anymore. Wow, your eyes are yeah. really getting the one bad. time a year I use a prompter is the Hockey Hall of Fame, and I have to go to the optometrist the morning of the Hockey Hall of Fame induction, and she puts a contact <laughs> lens into my ear so I can see the into my ear. <laughs> Into my eye. Whatever works. I'm tired. Into my eye. I got to go to Ethiopia tomorrow and I'm uh, tired. Yeah, oh, let's talk very quickly about that. What's going on? Oh, uh, so I I wasn't trying to drop in a a plug or anything. No, but but we should have asked you about that earlier. No, it's okay. uh, Not professional on (laughs) it. No, not at all. Uh, I do do some work for this thing called Children Belief, uh, which used to be called the Christian Children's Fund of Canada, but they changed the name because it wasn't religious and people were confused. Um, And just it's one of those aid organizations like World Vision and Plan, and they do really good work around the world. And I went to Paraguay with them um, a few years ago, and then I went to Nicaragua with them, and so I'm going to Ethiopia with my youngest daughter. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll do some stuff to show what they do. It's really positive. Will you shoot something down there? We do, but it's not the... It's not that please donate right. now. Yeah. It's, we do positive stuff. Like, here's the school they built. Right. Uh, I'm going to interview a, a kid who was sponsored uh, by a Canadian family all the way up, and now she's a dentist. So, cool. sto- you know, stories cool. like that. So, so uh, And you're you, going to meet your... Sorry, Dan, I was going to... Yeah, meet your sponsored meet your child. Sponsor yeah, child. She's only four years old. That's so cool. Uh, but my daughter's really keen on that, because obviously she's been following her since we sponsored her, I think, when she was two. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be, and it's, I, I was always want to say it's going to be fun because it's an experience. It's not fun because you see the worst poverty that you could possibly imagine. But the one thing in all these places, they're always so happy. Yes. And you go. I'm happy to see you. And, and, you know, selfishly, I do this because I want my kids to see this, right? Because absolutely you know that, well, how lucky they are in Canada. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so. Are all the other That's kids, great, man. are the, all the other kids like, hey, it's the puck over glass guy. <laughs> They've seen it on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Sing it for us now. Yeah, you imagine if I go over there. No, you guys did a new version, didn't you? Did Uh, I? Oh, Lester Lester did something like he said, uh, uh, Puck not over glass. I don't know. Puck not (laughs) over glass. That camera saved our ass. (laughs) Ah, Lester. And the rubber boots, guys. I love the way you guys get along. Skippy and... (laughs) You always say that. Yeah. Skippy and Biff. <laughs> it's just <laughs> soft, puffy, and Lester. That's all it is. I think I just told half of the stuff I already told on the Rubber Boots podcast. Perfect. Today. No Since, need to no, listen no, to it. Listen to both podcasts. <laughs> yeah, please, please listen to both if you rate can. Rate and subscribe. We never yeah. say that, by the way. We need to start saying rate and subscribe. All the real dirt about. Duffy's wife's fight with Stoff's wife yeah. on the Rubber Boots pod. And they were going we toe-to-toe. We don't spill it on the Jay and Dan pod, but no. they're real good. You get sweaty behind your knees? <laughs> I think I should go now. Oh, I do. Do you want to feel mine? No, but mine's really I'll sweaty. I'll feel right yours now. if you feel mine. Okay. All right, here we go. Knee touching. Oh, yours is much wetter. Ooh. Well, you're soggy, too. <laughs> 
What a, what the hell has happened to this podcast? Uh, soggy knee back touching. Soggy knees. It is a weird soggy. It's knees. a weird place. We've got some soggy knees. I could write better songs than that. That's the one thing we do better than your podcast. <laughs> that's you? when I write good songs. <laughs> Should you both watch, go wash your hands? Top of my head. All right. <laughs> you guys both go get some Purell. Danny asked me please to touch his soggy knees and I said oh jeez I can't touch his soggy knees but he kept on pushing me okay I can't I don't know where I was, I was going. going that was going in a nice yeah, place I was gonna as far get as I was rocky. concerned uh, thanks for having me on guys thanks this for is coming. a blast thank you for doing have it buddy a, uh, you've got travels. three minutes 22 okay, seconds I better go I better go fight <laughs> yeah you better run oh no uh, oh there we go he's all hooked he's okay he's got a soggy Okay, don't, soggy knees. Don't show your soggy knees to the nation. SK. Soggy knees. He's a good soggy knees guy. Good sog guy. Well, guys. That's, that's a first. I've never touched behind a man's knees before. Boy, we did a lot of things on this podcast. I got to say, we accomplished a lot of fun stuff. Stuff, how was your New Year's? I didn't touch any soggy knees, <laughs> but uh, I was up with uh, my wife's family up in Collingwood. Uh, Were you with ODOT? No. Okay. Maybe it's a new thing, though. Like, hey, you guys get some soggy knees last night? Yeah, oh, yeah, touch I did. You want to do some knee touching? <laughs> oh, who's, who's got the soggiest? <laughs> All right. Guys, this has been fun. I'm really happy that we did this. I tell you, everything bagel from McDonald's, toasted with cream cheese, you're welcome. And as an additional little treat, get the strawberry banana smoothie. You've got yourself a snack. I'm snacking it. Bye. They're going home.
This is the Jay and Dan Podcast. 